0: Hi guys, and welcome to my podcast. I actually just wanna start by saying I can't really believe I'm here just because, you know when you, you kind of make a goal and you just think, oh, like we'll get there eventually. I always get there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm really here. So it's really, really nice to be here. Thank you so, so much for being here with me and listening to this wherever you are and whenever you are. I'm really, really grateful for your presence and I'm just glad that you're like here just to put it out there. Um, I will quickly introduce myself for those who don't know me and haven't found me via Instagram. Hi, I'm Mary Louisa and I am what I like to call a channel or a, a psychic channel, a divine channel for spirit and anything else that seems to come through these days. Honestly, it's not just spirit, um, but I do call myself a channel. I don't call myself really um, a lot of the kind of used terms I th- I feel these days are actually like psychic medium or you know, clairvoyant. And I do call myself probably a clairvoyant divine channel, but I do like to actually call myself a channel. And that's what something that I wanted to kind of not make clear, but just really put out there because what my job is, is channeling. It's not anything but channeling. I channel and I channel and I see and I see and I talk and I talk, which I'm very good at, as you can probably hear. But yeah, I am a divine channel. And I kind of always think it's really interesting because I feel like some of us don't always know I'm not a big into labels generally, put it firstly, just to put that out there. I'm not big into labels, but I feel like a lot of us don't really know where to place ourselves in these many labels that the spiritual community has. And I kind of feel like out of all of that, I really slot into channel just just right, okay? Um, I know a lot of people connect with different terms, but I would say that I am a channel. I'm very clairvoyant, which out of the five clairs is the clair that means to see, and I do see. I don't just see, you know, in my third eye, I see outside of my body, which is a very interesting fact that a lot of people, including other psychics, find very interesting. Because I, 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 don't know. Apparently, it's rare. I've always been like that, so I have no idea. Um, but it is very much. I'm very much a seer. I'm very much a feeler. I'm very much a knower. I, I hear things, but I feel know and channel them a lot more. Okay, so that's just kind of a rundown of very brief rundown of kind of some of my abilities which I'm going to go into further because this is kind of my first episode and I really just want to introduce me so you know who you're listening to because if you do follow me my if you do follow me on my Instagram then you know me but you don't it's really hard to bring a whole hell of a lot of yourself across on Instagram sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you get my energy and you get that I'm very genuine and I've, you know, I'm very authentic and I am just myself. But sometimes, I don't know, like, you know, people always ask me these questions that I actually don't know the answers that I know. D- I know the answers. I don't even know that they want to know that about me, if you get what I mean. And I'm sorry if I'm tripping on my words a little bit, but this is my first time. So I am a bit nervous and that's probably why I over explained the word channel <laughs> because I am nervous. Um, even though I'm a great talker, sometimes I just like talk too much and talk too frequently. So I just, this is my nervous voice. So just stick with me. I'm sure I'll come down in a couple of episodes. But I am 100% a clairvoyant, voyant, I see. And also I'm just very, I'm very psychic. And I don't think that I can really represent that on Instagram unless you're sitting with me all day. Because my friends who see me all the time always say like, oh, there's a spirit there because I'm always or there's an alien there. Or Like they're not surprised by me because I'm very... As one of my friends on Instagram actually said, she's like, one of the things I love about you is you're very expansive and you're very expanded. And that means that I really do encompass and work with a whole range of energies that go beyond just spirits, beyond just you know angels. I work with a lot, okay? And I deal with a lot and I see a lot on a daily basis. And that's what I really wanted to drive home and teach about in this podcast and is the point of this podcast generally. I wanna teach you all about the knowledge that I'm given, what I see, what I do, all of that sort of stuff in a in a formatting that's more me. And that was either gonna be YouTube or podcasting. I don't know, I just feel like way more drawn to podcasting because I personally love podcasts. So it's just, that's what this is all gonna be about, just to like give it to you straight. I wanna talk about myself, about my abilities, how to enhance your own abilities, which I will talk a little bit about in this episode as you listen to how I enhanced mine. Um, I want to introduce you to all the things that I see on a daily basis, angels, you know, aliens, palladiums, Arcturians, you know, I want to teach you about other dimensions and other realities and timelines and guides and understanding, exploring spiritual concepts like multidimensionality and the law of attraction, emotions, you know, time as a construct, conspiracy theories, even we might get into a little bit, or if you want to call them that, I don't know, not sure if I'm willing to go there just yet. And all of all about, you know, your past lives, your other selves, your other realities, how you exist in this amazing universe. That's what I want to teach you about here. And that's what I'm incredibly passionate about teaching about. And as much as I adore my Instagram and all my followers, they are amazing, just beautiful people. And the amount of love that I get on a daily basis is no joke. Not always the best of teaching platforms personally for me. I don't know how to teach on that because I don't know, it's just not my thing. I want to create a separate space for what I'm going to do next and what I'm doing now, which is all about teaching, okay? So anyway, yes, that's what I'm saying. I am very much a channel and a vessel even, Spirit is telling me right now, of esoteric knowledge. And I'm just more than, to, to put it plainly and not to put down anyone, but I'm just more than a tarot reader. And I think that, It takes a lot for me to come out and say that because I love doing psychic work. I love it. I really do. I love what I do. And especially now I have connect with your guide sessions, which are ironically, ironically what I have been doing for years. I have always been sitting down with clients, connecting to their guides and then channeling exactly what their guides plus spirit wants me to tell the person. And that's why I often have clients who tell me, you told me what I needed to know and I didn't like it, but it came true because your guides are always gonna give you straight facts, right? But I do kind of want to get more into teaching people and helping people connect and just like generally talking about all these things that really, really interest me, which is, as I said, all those those topics I talked about before, Palladians, aliens, dimensions, realities, all of that sort of stuff. I'm just so naturally tapped in and I actually like, (laughs) I have to like not, I get a little bit of anxiety saying that not because I'm lying or because I'm not being truthful. It's because I am, I have like this, imposter syndrome bullshit that sometimes comes and sneaks up on me and I constantly feel like if I compliment myself I'm being arrogant and I know that sounds so dumb but if you're Australian and you've grown up with tall poppy syndrome then you'll understand it's a real thing where we feel that we cannot kind of credit ourselves with anything and it's something that I really deal with actually and just like it's a bad mindset and I keep trying to like remove it out of my matrix and just be like, bitch, you, you, not me. Um, But it is what it is. So I'm still working with it. Um, And you just got to love every part of yourself, don't you? And yeah, so I just kind of standing and knowing about otherworldly concepts and just talking about them and bringing them out sometimes a bit into the open because it's not like they're not there, but I just feel like not everyone quite knows about them, which is pretty natural because I didn't know about them until I really started to, kind of zone in and work with my abilities, which I will now tell you all about, because I thought that the most common question I get on my Instagram, actually, especially when I do the little question box, is all about how I discovered I was a clairvoyant and how I developed my gifts. Okay, that is the number one question I get asked so many times. And so I wanted to talk a little bit, really a lot about that and kind of explain my story. I'm not going to talk about every part of my story. I might leave more of my healing journey for another episode. If you guys do want to hear about that, especially the way that I actually healed my physical body through healing my emotions, which was actually to do with, I did have juvenile um, idiopathic arthritis, which we can talk about another time. And I am now in full remission, which is like, Impossible, apparently, according to doctors. I didn't see it as impossible, but it is what it is. Um, but I will talk kind of about myself and who I am and how I kind of tapped into my abilities. Okay, so I want to really preface this by saying that I've never not been clairvoyant. I have never not been psychic or gifted and the truth is that neither have you you have never not been intuitive you have never not been in touch with your soul and your soul's wisdom and your intuition and your psychic abilities which we all have can I just start that with a public service announcement do not think that you do not have psychic gifts of some sort of some variety you do I do. You do. Everyone does. We all have a soul. We all have the ability to connect. Okay. And if you're thinking out here, you're sitting out here, sorry, thinking I don't have any abilities. That's nonsense. You do. You just haven't quite recognized them or tapped into them. And so again, I just want to preface this by saying that I was never not without my spiritual gifts. Like I always had them. I was always very clairvoyant, but there have been times of my life and i I hesitate, but I do call them sort of awakenings where they have increased somewhat, okay? So from like when I was a very small child, I always saw colors, I always saw people, I always saw energy, okay? This is a very big thing that I remember. I remember sitting in my room um, where I used to live in my old, my childhood home and sitting, in, um, lying on my bed, because I actually remember this one day specifically, because <laughs> I was so bored. I had like thrown a little bit of water on my dog. Right. And my dad, like every dad, is very protective of our dog, even though our dog was a water water dog. He loved water. It was not like I was being cruel. But my dad sent me to my room all day. And I reckon I was about two or three because I have a very good memory. And I remember all the way back to about two or three. Like I remember going to South Africa when I was nearly three or two. I think i just turned three. Um, yeah. I went to Argentina and South Africa. And I remember that whole trip, even though I was like two to three, cause I turned three in Argentina. Um, but sorry, just to give you a background on my life. Um, but I remember lying on my bed and just watching all the pretty colors in my room floating around and just thinking, oh, finally, like some, <laughs> some, some entertainment. Cause I was sitting in there so bored. Okay. And this is something that I cannot stress. Were these beings? Yes. Were they always formed as they would look like literally? No. Okay. I am not here to tell you lies. I am here to tell the truth. And when I say that they were kind of like masses of energy, I literally mean like pull a cloud down from the sky and give it a color. And I remember seeing a lot of red and a lot of blue and a lot of purple comes to my desk. Well, I don't know. Spirit, my, my guide, one of my guides, let me introduce her. Grace. Her name is Grace. Um, she's a star person. She's telling me, you also saw purple a lot. You just don't remember it as much. So we're going to listen to Grace. Thank you, Grace. Um, I did just see colors. Sometimes they were very formed. Okay. So it wasn't just colors. That was like that varied. I remember seeing um, one of my mom's friends at the time. I said to my mom for years, who's that man who follows around? And there was never anyone, right? Okay. So It turned out that that was the spirit of, I believe her uncle, I don't know, but I always used to see this man following her around, this like old Italian man, because they all look like this old Italian man. I remember him telling me specifically he was Italian and I just didn't get that no one else could see him. Like, I know that sounds very simplistic, but as a child, you see something and you trust it and you think everyone else is seeing exactly what you're seeing. And that's what I thought. I thought that everyone was seeing what I was seeing. And so I never really thought that it was anything out of the ordinary. And to this day, my mom still goes like, I don't know who you were talking about at that instance. Like we know who it, the spirit was now because later, years later, I did describe this person to my mom's friend and she recognized him immediately as her deceased uncle but at the time, she just kind of didn't really like, you know, like sometimes you just kind of brush things off as like children's imaginations, 100% what my mum did unmeaningfully, um, But that was like the first instance I remember when I was about two or three of seeing someone fully formed. Otherwise, before that and around that, they were very much cloudy. And then after that and around that time, I would really see things fully formed. Like I remember seeing a lot of angels and I remember just seeing a lot of beings and generally just generally being a very intuitive and emotionally mature child. I I, I did go through a lot of things in my childhood, as most of us can say, right? <laughs> Maybe you can't say that. And that's amazing for you. But it did leave me with a profound sense of emotional maturity. And I think that I needed that in order to be dealing with what I was seeing, okay? Because there was no way that I could have in any other capacity. Like if I had been less intuitive or less mature, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have like, it wouldn't have been for me, okay? I'm a big believer that spirit gives you things even if you think you can't handle it when you actually have it, everything to handle it. And I just had everything to handle it. Aside from seeing things, I can't like, I remember seeing things all the time, but I, I have like memory, you know, when you have memories that you're like, I don't know if they were dreams or they weren't real, but I just remember always being able to see beings and connect with beings. The only beings that I don't, Know that I saw. I'm just listening to Grace as she's talking to me with my own guides, but she's telling me that they were my guides. They were people around me. So there you go. Um, I've never asked that before. I also had a lot of predictive dreams as a child. Um, Dreams are a big thing for me. I remember dying, which is a very strange one to people. They don't understand that. But I remember waking up on the other side very, very clearly because I not only experienced it, it. Well, I don't know. I think it was a dream, but I experienced it many times. Uh, floating around before I went kind of to the light, so to speak. Um, I remember dying. I remember waking up on the other side. And if you're thinking, oh my God, what does that feel like? Everyone has a different experience, okay? So don't think that my experience is 100% what it's like to die and wake up on the other side. Because even in the times that I remember that happening and I remember going through that, actually they varied. So the first time that I remember that was actually this dream I had where I was floating. I, I would have been no more than four or five when I had this dream. It was definitely before my parents got divorced. So that would be my parents separated when I was about five, I think. Um, but I had this dream where I was floating through this underground sewer, clinging on to driftwood. Okay. And I remember feeling very, very lost. Okay. And what my spirit and my guides are now telling me is, was that after that life I'd actually died. Um, how many years ago can I ask? Okay. So it was about 500 years ago. I died as a very poor child in that life. So I had had a past life as an orphan boy who died at about six or seven. Okay. Okay. They're correcting me and saying eight. Okay. He died at eight. This is what happens. I say something. My spirit guides are like, bitch, no (laughs) it's eight. Um, but I had felt very lost and very unanchored and very unloved in that life. And so before I actually went to God, I spent a little bit of time kind of searching and a bit lost. And that is how Spirit showed it to me, that I, it's almost like I was kind of in this sewer floating around and it wasn't scary. It was just kind of, you know, that feeling when you just kind of feel very, very lost and very uncertain. That's kind of what it felt like. The other time I remember dying was that I burst out of very cold black water onto the other side. And I know that sounds really scary to wake up in a place that was kind of not dark, but like it's almost like a dark room. That's that's probably how I would describe it. But I can't describe for you the relief and the love that I felt after dying in that life. Like it was beautiful because, yes, I burst out of water and that sounds awful, but it was like I thought that I could breathe underwater. And then when I burst out of the water, it was like pure magic suddenly I could really breathe and that's the way I always describe it that it was like I thought I could breathe before but as soon as I went over to the other side it's like suddenly I could breathe and suddenly I felt light and I felt love in this intensity that is beyond human comprehension and beyond human capacity to explain because that's what it, it. just it I just can't describe it in fact it kind of I'm not a necessarily very emotional person or oh, I am but I hide it <laughs> let's be real let's be vulnerable I am but I hide it um, but it actually just always thinking about it fills my heart with so much joy and so much love that it actually brings tears to my eyes and it, it was just this incredible feeling because it's almost like you think like you're happy and you're loved on earth and a hundred percent you are. But as soon as you go onto the other side, there's just a new dimension of love that you just can't fathom as a human. It's just, it's just something completely otherworldly. And I remember that dying in that instance as well. Um, I don't think there are any other things I can remember off the top of my head where I did. I, there is one more experience where I woke up purely surrounded in white light. Um, sorry, just to like really preface this, I am. Um, this is me talking about my memories of dying after past lives. This is not me dying in this life. This is all things that I've remembered from when I died in past life. Because people always want to know about their past life, but actually, the period before your past life and the period after your past life are incredibly important because you get to understand your purpose. You get to understand your kind of uh, what's it called, your lessons, all of that sort of lovely stuff that we need as humans. So I actually remember like dying, dying after my life. The last time I remember, yeah, I I did um, awaken, so to speak, in light, in complete light. It was like a bath of light. And it was just like not walking into the light because I kind of feel that everyone has like there are a lot of experiences with death that are very similar. But I also think that we're all different souls and that we all have different journeys. So the transition into death is always very loving and harmonious and you're really lovingly met, but it's just different for everyone. Say I might get over to the other side and Archangel Michael's there waiting for me because God knows I'm just gonna call him every fucking minute, right? I call on Archangel Michael in every single like every single minute of my life, right? Whereas for someone else it may be their mother waiting for them. There's always re- there's always people there waiting for you, but we all can sort of have different experiences. And I don't want to scare anyone with this because I feel like people might get scared, but that's been my experience of remembering my deaths. And it's just really kind of fascinating really Really. It is pretty fascinating. So that I do remember dying and traveling on the other side. I've also, just to go back into more predictive dreams, I've dreamt of every baby who has joined my family. (laughs) Like and even those who haven't joined my family. I've dreamt of them all. Specifically the big one was dreaming of my beautiful little sister my my little love she was born when I was 12 so there's the big difference between us and I try and act more like her mother than her sister sometimes but <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> what can I say I'm very very nurturing and very loving but um years before they um my dad and my stepmother actually had her I had a dream of her and I know this sounds silly but when you're a kid you just you know, I don't know, I never thought of my parents having more children. So when she came, when my stepmother announced that she was pregnant with her, Well, it was a bit of a shock for me because, you know, (laughs) it was a shock, but it was awesome. And I kept wanting her to be a boy, but my dream before had shown me this beautiful baby girl. So secretly I wanted her to be a boy because someone at school had told me that boys are cuter as babies than girls. (laughs) I know it's so stupid, the stuff that you believe when you're 12. Um, But she was uh, she was born and she looked identical to my dream. So that was a really beautiful thing to be able to predict my beautiful, beautiful little sister. um. But I was just generally profoundly connected. I'd always say eerie things to people and just like know things. That was a big, that's a big part of a lot of psychics, I think. I don't know if we always talk about it as much because there is a big emphasis I find in this community on seeing. People really want to see because what you see, you trust, okay? It's harder to trust something when you either know it or you feel it. Seeing is so Easy to trust. And so a lot of people kind of really co- uh, focus on seeing. And I'm very privileged to see most of all, even now as I record this, I can see about a million beings around me. I'm a bit like the ghost whisperer, like that. When she wakes up in her bed and there's like people around her, that's my constant life, which is, let me tell you, very interesting. But there is, you know, a lot of different ways of being psychic, and we are all each and every one of them. And the biggest one I think is just knowing, you know, when you just come out with something, you don't know how you knew it or you don't, that's what it is. It's to know it's, and the way that you often know those things is because spirit constantly streams downloaded information into you. You know, when you hear that high pitched whistle or you, you feel that kind of throbbing in your head that, you know, is like something from spirit Spirit is constantly downloading a stream of information into you. And my guides are telling me this as I speak because I'm a channeler. So this stuff just comes out. Spirit's constantly streaming download. It's like you're a computer and Spirit's the server. And they're constantly giving you information. So when you just come out with something and you just know it, it's because it has been downloaded into you. Your soul, which is, you know, infinite and amazing. And I want to teach you guys all about the power of your soul because I feel like people don't quite always know what to do with it. Maybe some people do, but not the majority is always having access to this constant stream of information, which is the source of all, which is spirit. And so it, it literally just knows things. And that's why I always really encourage people to trust their knowing, trust their inner knowing. And that can come off as intuition. You can call it whatever you want, but it's to trust the things that you don't know how you know, but you know, that is some important stuff. Okay, so back to me. <laughs> um, I do want to kind of start this off as well by saying that I was very, very terrified. And I'm t- not talking about just like nervous, terrified of angel cards and of tarot cards of any kind as a child. My mother, who is a beautiful, beautiful woman, is incredibly spiritual as well. But I don't think that she – she was always very faith-driven because I do come from an Italian Catholic family, which means that there was always, you know, the Catholic faith around us. But I wouldn't necessarily say that she was spiritual until she kind of – well, she grew into it. She had a spiritual awakening. I, you know, she had one. And so when I was a child in my kind of – not later years, but as I got older, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I was she was very into spirituality into understanding spirituality and she did bought buy angel cards now I was terrified of them I was absolutely terrified of angel cards and not even tarot cards she didn't have tarot cards until much later angel cards I don't know if any of you guys know the Um, I think it's called either Healing with Angels or Guidance with Angels by Doreen Virtue. It's a really beautiful, simple, great first deck if you want to. I think it is Guidance with Angels. I don't think it's healing. Um, There is one also called Healing with Angels, but it is Guidance. Sorry, it's Guidance with Angels to get to the point. But I was really, really terrified of them. And I always found it really interesting because I was incredibly... I was incredibly scared, but to a point that wasn't like, it's not that it wasn't understandable, but it was, it was beyond what I had experienced in this life. Do you know what I mean? Like, why was I so scared of them? I had never been hurt by them. I didn't know. And it was because in a lot of my lives, I've actually been very persecuted. And to this day, I still really struggle with a feeling like I'm constantly going to be persecuted or have done something wrong and be severely punished, okay? And I remember this in many of my lives where I was beheaded and I was hung. I remember being hung because I remember that my mother walked away from me and I didn't talk to her for two days after I woke up from that tree. God bless her. Um, But I remember being burnt. I remember a lot of very... Horrible deaths. I also remember one where I was chopped up into little pieces in Spain, which explains a lot of my fear going to Spain. I don't know why I had this really irrational fear of going to Spain, even though it's one of my biggest places I want to go. And as if you know me from Instagram, you know that I'm a massive traveler. I'm a Sagittarius, but I'm not like a Sagittarius who doesn't travel. I travel. Um, I'm a big, big traveler, and I was really scared to go to Spain. It was because when I started tapping into my past lives, I realized that I had had this really horrific life there, and. But regardless, getting back to the point, I was very, very scared of angel cards. And I think that was also because I had a lot of fear around hell and around the idea of hell because Catholic, (laughs) you say what you want. I'm not anti-Catholic, but around the people that I was raised around and around the Catholic Church, around me There wasn't always an emphasis on hell, but there was. And someone, who I'm not going to say who they were, really scared me and told me that I was going to go to hell if I did bad things from when I was a very small child. And you don't understand the concept of other people's trauma hurting you at age, you know, six or seven. So I was very, very scared of these cards, but I was also extremely drawn to them. I couldn't help but want to touch them. But I wouldn't touch the cards. So what I would do, because my mum had actually specifically told me not to touch them because of the energy, which I don't necessarily always abide by. I let anyone touch my cards, if I'm honest. I just clear them after. But she, I, I wanted to touch them. Like I was so drawn. I was like, oh. so I used to touch the book and I used to open the book all the time. And every time I opened this book, which to be fair, was a lot. I would always open to it open it to a page that had Archangel Michael on one side and Archangel Gabriel on the other side. And from my earliest memories, Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Uriel are the ones that I connect with, okay? So this is kind of where it all kind of picks up. That was about one to 12 when I kind of had my abilities, but I hadn't embraced them in any regard. I just didn't know how to, my mum was very new to spiritual practice and just very open to it. We didn't really, you you don't know, you have to learn, it's a journey. And when I was about 14, I underwent, underwent, I had a very, very traumatic experience, which I will go into In another, I don't know if it's a traumatic experience, but I had this really um, traumatic thing happen to me. That yeah, it's traumatic. Let's just call it a traumatic experience that really sparked a new level of profound anxiety within me. And I am I'm not going to sit here and say that I've not always been an anxious child. I was the child who, up until like year two, which is when you're about seven or eight, would cry when my mum left me. Like I was just very. And even it reflects in my natal chart, which my friend was telling me about, um, that I am security is very important to me. And it's not just money or material. It's this idea of being safe. And actually, when I looked later into that in past lives, that was because I was actually around at the time of Jesus and I was intuitive even then. So I felt this sense of safety when this, ascended, this particular ascended master in Christ consciousness was kind of on the earth. And then as soon as he was crucified... All the safety was ripped away from me. And guess what? Mary Louisa felt unsafe for the rest of her lives. Um, But I really underwent. So I had this experience um, where I actually went um, to school in another state for a couple of weeks. And it was very traumatic for me, which, you know, anyway, I can go into that in another stage maybe it was a very traumatic experience to me where I really um, started having panic attacks. And when I say panic attacks, I'm not saying someone sitting there and panicking. I'm talking about I used to scream going to school. I wouldn't go to school. I was going into school refusal, which is a, apparently a term that here we use. And I had... Very, very bad anxiety and very bad panic attacks to the point that I tried to chain myself at 14 um, to one of the fences at school when my teacher, because my mom had to give me to my teacher and I was screaming, God bless Mrs. Poyser if she ever hears this. God bless Miss Poyser. She had to drag me into the school, and I tried to chain myself to a locker because I was yelling and screaming and so panicked. And this stayed with me for a good two years. But at that time, when I was really undergoing this level of panic and anxiety that I can't explain, it was so intense. And that's why I have so much sympathy for those who go through anxiety. And I honestly think that we all go through anxiety for different things and for different reasons. But some people's anxiety is just worse and it comes out more tangibly. Nowadays I think that my anxiety comes out in ways to be really vulnerable, that it keeps me very frozen and it makes me go into like my cocoon even though I'm not a cancer, I have a shell. Um but in those days it really made me panic and it would make me cry and scream and I couldn't do anything. So while this was all going on and it was really horrific and none of my friends at 14, of course, they couldn't understand what I was going through, which is so understandable because they were 14 year olds as well. Um, I started to hear this voice. I started to hear this voice in my head. OK, and I would actually hear yelling and well, before as this happened. OK, so I started to hear this voice, but I also started to hear yelling and screaming in my head. And I know that sounds really scary and really weird. But what I later learned as I kind of started to connect to these voices that I was hearing kind of, it's kind of weird when you hear a voice because it feels like it's in your mind, but it also feels like it's outside of your body. You hit this very strange middle ground that I don't think I have words to describe other than what I just said. I kind of, yeah, it's almost like it's out of your body, but it's still in your mind. It's a very bizarre feeling. And I would hear yelling and screaming like it would repeat my thoughts so I'd be thinking oh my god and they'd go oh my god oh my god oh my god and like yelling right and what I later realized that I was at such a low frequency from all this anxiety because fear did lower my frequency significantly that they were trying to talk to me and they were trying to tune me in that's what I later learned that they were trying to tune me in and that's why when I you know when you put on a tv and you're trying to put it on a station. And then all of this snow happens, but you can see that it's trying to blink into the TV and you're seeing bits of like the TV show and you can see the people and then it goes back to the snowy screen. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to speak to me, but because I was at a different frequency from what they were, meaning spirit, meaning angels, meaning my guides, all that they could do to tell me that they were there was to, to try and speak to me and for me to hear this kind of strange yelling. And I know that it sounds really... It sounds really, it sounds scary. It does. It really sounds scary. Even when I say it, I'm like, wow, Mary Louisa, how did you deal with that? But whenever I would hear that yelling, it never gave me any anxiety. It always made me feel very calm. And that's why I always want to drive home because I do want to touch on how to awaken your intuition in this session or in this, in this session, in this podcast. And one of the things is that God communicates with you way more through feeling than he does through words. He, she whatever you want to call God, whatever gender, I always say he, because I've been raised in a patriarchal capitalist society. So I'm going to say he, all right. Um, But he really does communicate more with you through feeling than he does through words. And you can actually, this is backed up by conversations with God. I don't know if you've read it conversations by God by, is that Brian Walsh? I can't remember Neil Walsh. Sorry. Um, He says, and I always felt this, God communicates, you know, words are so simplistic. God communicates through feelings cuz feelings describe so much more. They they hold so much more. And so whenever I would have these 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 thoughts yelling at me, I never felt scared. I always felt calm. I always felt like it's okay. It's keeping me safe. I'm okay. And I know that sounds really scary, but that's what started happening to me. And I told my mom about it, who my mother is an Italian mother, so of course she was a bit like concerned, but she said to me because she was kinda starting to notice and had, you know, seen me since I was a kid. And, you know, had really opened to spirituality as I started letting her talk more about these cards and touching her little book. She said, ask who the voice is. And the name I got was Uriel. Now, I didn't really know anything about the archangels. The only archangel that I knew was Gabriel from the Bible. Even Michael, I'd only known because I kept opening her little book. Okay, so I didn't know the name Uriel. And. Even as I say that, I know it's really bizarre, but that feels like a lie, not because I'm lying, but because I've always known him. My soul has always known him. But he started to communicate with me and talk to me. And you know, he he was just this very calming voice in my head. And if you don't know Archangel Uriel, Archangel Uriel is an archangel who has a very yellow light, yellow to gold. I often see him as see him as and he is the eternal counselor okay so he is the archangel that you want to call on to calm you down he is the one who is going to help you and listen to your anxiety not that they all won't do that cuz they are 100% will but he's very much someone to help you with your needs okay now archangel Uriel Real really started talking to me and he was very very soothing for me and as i started to tell my mom this Little light bulb went off in Rosie's head, because my mom's name is Rosa. I always call her Rosie. And she thought, okay, we need to we need to start doing some healing here. And she had recently started to really connect with Reiki. And to right my mom does Reiki to this day, but she had connected with this Reiki master and she took me there. And this Reiki master to this day, I cannot thank her enough because she really recognized my severe anxiety as sensitivity. And really just started, you know, she started working with me and she essentially diagnosed me as an, a sensitive, an intuitive and a clairvoyant because she knew what she was talking about. And I had never been around someone like that before. And she was brilliant. She helped me. We did a lot of healing work with her or I did. I say we all the time sometimes because I'm talking about me and spirit um, or spirit and I, but she really started to do a lot of work with me and as I started to work with her and do Reiki and just open up to this, to source. Once you let source in, I always tell clients this, once you let source in, there's no end you know, if you're worried about how you're going to connect and this goes back to being intuitive and understanding how to access your intuitive, your intuitiveness. <clears throat> once you let spirit in to connect with you, there's no, end there's no limit they will always be there for you they will always try and connect with you and they will always try and come in and so as I started to open up to spirit and she really taught me not to be so scared of spirit because before this as I said I had had this tremendous fear not only from the it was actually more the cards than seeing things strangely enough I don't know there was something to me that I was very scared of the cards and I don't know if that's to do with past lives or to do with the fact that you know it's sometimes people kind of associate them with evil, which they couldn't be further from, but I really started to open up to spirit because I, she, she, she helped me see that it wasn't some scary mess of dark energy. And I started to really open up. And as I said, once you let spirit in, it comes in like there's no end. <laughs> it comes in. Okay. So I started to really see um, auras more strongly. That was one of the first big things because I had already started seeing beings from when I was a kid, but it's not that it faded, but as you grow up, you kind of learn to put it to the back of your mind. Um, So as I got to 14, I really started seeing auras again, really, really strongly. I had seen them when I was a child and now I was starting to see them again. And I also started doing a lot more astral projecting um, in terms of doing it more consciously than unconsciously because we all astral project. And that's another topic that I want to go into in a future podcast. But I really started seeing other places and going to other realms and doing all of that sort of work. But that was at that point unconscious. I will say that that has been something that I really started to get into probably 16 and onwards. But at this point, it was just my awakening. I also started to wake up and see white light everywhere. And the first time that happened to me, I was scared. I was so scared because you wake up, and if you've had this experience, please text me, um, message me, text me. You don't have my number. <laughs> message me on Instagram because it is so startling. That's the word. It's 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 startling and it's a bit scary. And when you're 14 and you had all this anxiety, it's it's pretty terrifying. But I woke up and I looked up and there was light in my whole room. And then I was kind of there for a minute and then it flashed all back like into a vortex. It was almost like it all snapped back. And I kind of thought, did my mom just come in and turn my light on? Like, did my stepfather just like walk past my room and have a light? Like his phone, like what happened? And I had no idea. And I just kind of sat there for the rest of the night, turned my lamp on and was like, okay. Eventually I got back to sleep. And that was kind of like the first instance where I had already started opening up that I saw things a bit more um, like big again. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I started to see things bigger again because I had seen them very clearly as a young child, probably from about eight onwards to 14. I had kind of, it had kind of muted a bit. That's the word. A lot of us mute things when we're a kid because we grow out of it a little bit, but I had really started to reconnect at a real level. And I used to wake up from then on and I'd have, white light, like a ball of white light flashing across my eyes, like little angels going bing, 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 like across my eyes. And it would happen again and again. And I started seeing beings. I started seeing fairies, you know, in my garden. I started seeing fairies sitting on my mum's bed. I don't know. I'd walk past her room and I'd see a big angel sitting on her bed. And then I'd look back and it was gone. And I was one day, um, I remember this really vividly, but I was like lying in my bed and I would see these huge figures of angels or archangels I'm guessing like around me and they were gold light blue and pink their energy I remember them so clearly and they would flash really fast because they move instantly it's it's like Bing bing bing. It's almost like I don't know if you've if you've seen Charms, then you'll know how the warlocks in charms blink and they move like in an instant. It's almost like that. And they used to flash and I could see them so clearly. I could see their faces. I could see their bodies. And that did scare me. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I wasn't scared because it's a total lie. I was, um I did I did get scared and sometimes I would push it away, but I just know that spirit was like you can't push this away this is who you are this is what you've always been and so they kept showing me these things and the first guide that I ever saw was a woman and she had a cloak and it was covered in all these like silver stars and and moons and I went to this uh, meditation group with my mum and I reckon I would have been about 15 at the time um if I get ages wrong I'm sorry but it was definitely around 14, 15, 16, 17 um because that was like my years of awakening just want like just being like coming back to myself I don't like to say awakening do you know what I'm gonna put a PSA right now I don't like to say awakening I like to say some people it might be awakening but for me it was really coming back to myself because this is who I have always been this is what I have always been and this is who you have always been you are soul you are not human you are not anything you are soul soul light gold white unconditional love high frequency light. That is who you are. So for me, it was all about coming back to who I was and really recognizing myself. And I know that I'm leaving out about a million things of a million little things that happened to me to really spark me to come back to myself. But I I couldn't sit here and tell you them all. It would take a billion years. It would be a 500 hour podcast. But I just kept having instances that really drew me back to myself and to spirit. And um, I remember seeing this guide for the first time and it was funny because the woman who actually ended up teaching me tarot um, said to me when I I described this guide and she gasped and she went, that's exactly who I see behind you. And it was really nice because for the first time I was confirmed not crazy, like someone else was seeing it. And it was funny because I think that she described some, some other feature that I hadn't mentioned. So it was very affirming and very validating. And these instances just kept happening. My soul always, to this day, whenever I'm a bit out of alignment, it pokes me in the back in this particular spot. Started doing that. I see my soul dancing around me all the time. And I have since I was about 14, 15, six. Actually, I feel like Grace is telling me that happened more when I was 16. Sorry, Grace. Thank you. Um, but I really just started to see my soul dancing around me. Sometimes she'd be wearing white. Sometimes she would be wearing black. She always looked stunning, may I say. Um, but... I always kind of interpret her moods through her dancing and through her colors, the colors that she presents me, which are always her clothes. But I just had to just to keep pointing out, I kept having these little experiences in these little instances. So another thing, and it's funny because my time, it just went four, 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 when I said that or four, 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 four. So four, fours, um, which is again, another little synchronicity. Um, Don't ever dismiss the little things that keep happening to you because the little things make a big thing and I know that sounds really silly but they really do they make a big thing okay they are a big thing they are something that is something like don't dismiss the little things just because they feel little accept them they're part of your journey they're part of those little sparks that are re-sparking you back to yourself okay Um, I particularly connected with Mother Mary and Blue because I am named after her. Maria Luisa is my proper name. Not Mary, not Louisa, not Mary is the big one I get. Only my friends really call me, my high school friends really call me Mary. And I don't mind it, but I am Mary Louisa. And I just started connecting. Mother Mary was a big one. She was very nurturing, especially when I was very anxious as a teenager, because you just feel everything. Like as a psychic, I go to a shopping center And nowadays I'm fine, Hmm. but it took a while to get there because nowadays I have very good boundaries. I close my channel. I do all of the things because I'm in control of my energy and I organize my energy. But as a kid, when I didn't know anything about that and my mom hadn't learned it yet and I just didn't know, it was really hard and I would just, I feel everything. And so Mother Mary was a big influence. Archangel Michael, obviously, And just all these little instances. And when I got to about 15, 16, I had tapped into my gifts enough because I had been sparked. It was like this constant stream of reconnecting and connecting with spirit that I started delivering messages to people. Okay. So I remember um, my French teacher in high school who is beautiful and just lovely. She actually... I used to go into her class every week and hear screaming in my head. Like, oh, not every week, every couple. It was, you know, French was almost every day. So... I used to always hear screaming in my head. And one day I just said, oh, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And you'll see me do that to this day. Sometimes I'll just ignore and ignore and ignore and spirit won't let it go. And they had this very specific message for her. And I, of course, was petrified because when you start tapping into your abilities and you start feeling things from people, it's really scared to kind of hop out of the spiritual closet, so to speak. And actually start telling them what you're feeling. Because there's this whole, what if I'm wrong? What if they don't like it? What if they persecute me? Which I've already said to you, big issue for Mary Louisa. But I, I finally got my courage up. And I went and I talked to her when she was in the library after school. And I started, I remember to this day, I was like, so like, I've noticed you like yoga. Are you into spirituality? And she was like, yes. And I was like, I can tell you then. And I told her this message and she started to cry. Or I don't know if she started to cry, but it looked like she was really visibly shaken and I think I saw a teardrop in her eye and if she's listening to this because we still do keep in contact I don't know (laughs) it looked like you were pretty moved by it Um, but it was just like this really affirming moment for me of like you can help people with this you can you can help people and that's actually when I started to tap into more you know delivering stuff okay and I want to also say that during this time when I was kind of really connecting to my abilities, I had a lot of tower moments. Anxiety was not something that I could ever put away. I was consistently and constantly very anxious and I was incredibly heartbroken, shall I say, over matters and traumas that were in my past that I wasn't yet ready to deal with from the age of 14 to 16 but when I was 16 I really started to deal with them in a big way but while all of this was going on I had a lot of tower moments or what I look back at now and see were tower moments and I just want to also preface this like by saying that sometimes Oh no, not sometimes. Most of the time, the spiritual path is not always the easy path. Does that mean that I'm telling you that you have to have every tower moment when you go and start really exploring and expanding on your spiritual nature? No, you might have it a lot easier than I did, but often you start to have a greater awareness that makes things really come up for you in a big way. And for me, one of the big things was my illness. And I was diagnosed when I I had just turned 16, I believe. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd, I was 15 and I had – I think I turned – no, I didn't turn 16 in hospital. I think I would just turn 16 when I went to hospital. Like it was a couple days later. And these Tower moments had this weird ability to kind of make me choose between faith, love, God and fear. And that is something that I want to drive home. That sometimes when you're really starting to tap in, you experience those things. And it is better to flow with them than to fight them. Do not struggle. Do not struggle. You struggle and you're pushing harder and spirit will push harder too. Okay, that's the simple fact. If you don't take anything else away from this podcast, remember that. Do not struggle. Flow with it. If there are tower moments, they come up for a reason. We deal with them. We work through them. And we, we move forward with a new depth and scope of profound understanding than we had before, if I'm making sense with my English. Anyway, so at about, I reckon, 16, I started to read palms. Um, I never learned how to read palms. I was never taught. It was um, a skill that I recovered from a life as a gypsy in, where was I again? Romania. So I was in Romania. Um As a gypsy girl who had traveled around with her father, um, I never, ever learned to read palms and I started reading palms and I could just tell all of this stuff about people. And this wasn't just my friends. I would read my friends' palms and they'd all look at me like I was psycho because I was so accurate. But I would actually read everyone who I first met's palms to the point where I used to be at parties in high school and people would be coming up to me like, can you read my palm? And I was uncannily accurate. And when I was about 16, 17, I want to say nearly 17, I learned tarot. I'm not a tarot reader. I don't call myself a tarot reader. A tarot reader reads tarot. And I don't think that many people just read tarot. I think that most people are intuitive readers or intuitive psychics who use tarot cards. And so I really credit tarot for helping me learn to trust myself because it did. It really, really did. Okay. Um, And I learned tarot. I a reader that my mum knew I actually went to for lessons, but I only did that once or twice. And then I just started to play with the cards and find their meanings for me. Okay. So what did the Empress mean to me? Okay. Sure. She's a mother, but to me, she was also so abundant and rich and relaxed. And she had this innate confidence in herself. And so I always suggest if you are learning tarot to really look at the archetype, really feel what it means to you and even put yourself in the place of it. Okay. So say the hermit, what are times in your life when you felt like you're the hermit, when you've had to take time back to do inner work, when you've had to look, when you've struggled to let go of analyzing and looking at the past those are times where I've felt that I've been the hermit and it can be different for everyone which is so awesome because tarot cards are an interpretation they are nothing more than an interpretation there is no one right thing there are definitely things that universally are agreed upon with them for example that you know the empress is pregnant that is agreed upon but generally they are interpretive and you are able to interpret what spirit shows you so really put yourself in the card feel into the card see what it means to you because that is the right answer for you and that may differ from whatever because like one of my friends when I taught her to read tarot to me death card was all about endings but to her death the death card meant something completely different and there was no wrong so don't think that there was a wrong and tarot can teach you that tarot can teach you to trust yourself and I, I learned the tarot, and I did start doing little readings, but I didn't do anything astronomical at like the age of 16, 17. I didn't have the capacity to, do- no, I did. I, I did readings for friends, but I didn't have the capacity to do anything bigger at that point. I was in, still in high school and I was still learning. And um, at that time focused on getting into law and being a human rights lawyer, which was, wow, feels like a long time ago. But um, I would say that 17, 18, 19, 20 was a time of tremendous growth for me. Um, I was diagnosed. I had four years of bad health, which was from 16 to 20, nearly 21, um, where I was very sick and on very, very heavy medication. And I really had times in that period where I almost lost faith. Um, I won't lie. I did almost lose faith, especially one comes to mind, which I'll share with you guys. But this this is a very private thing for me. So be honored, be honored, because I'm not always the greatest at sharing. But I actually, when I was in, when I was sick, and when you have arthritis, you are riddled with pain, your whole body, rheumatoid arthritis, it moves, the pain moves, your neck, you hurts, your hip hurts, you can't walk, you can't step, you're just constantly in agony. But I, it wasn't that bad to me, because I have a very pain, high pain threshold, I will admit that. But uh, what was really bad was every night in hospital, I would wake up with these shakes that were just horrific. And I know that shakes don't sound bad, but they were awful. It was like, I couldn't get warm. Like I couldn't stop. I was in so much pain. And also because you shake and your joints are painful, it hurts when you're shaking. And I used to cry and cry. And one day I said, why aren't you helping me spirit? Why aren't you helping me? And I heard no answer, but I felt Archangel Gabriel around me. And I could just tell her like, we want to, but you have to go through this and... That was a big lesson. I had repeated lessons of those. And it's not that I lost my spirituality, but I kind of feel like I muted it or I put it on pause, you know. Um, 17 to 20 is a big learning time anyway, let's be honest. You're always like, you know, you're hormonal and you're trying to fit in and you don't feel like you fit in and all of that sort of stuff. But to be honest, like those times in my life were incredibly more about healing than about connecting with spirit. And I know that sounds really weird, but because they're basically the same thing. But I had a lot of issues around my dad, big daddy issues here, abandonment, um, you know, resentment, self-criticism. And in those years, I really had to work with clearing a lot of those old patterns that didn't help me and those really repressed emotions that I had, essentially repressed to the point where they actually gave me a disease and if you don't share that that you think that emotions cause the body to have disease and form disease then that's fine but that is what i believe and that is what really i saw in my body as i kind of as i got sick and as i healed my body completely and one of the big things that i really noticed during those years is i i was led to a lot of teachers and not just of tarot but teachers generally Just, yeah, teachers who who taught me clearing techniques and who taught me how to manifest and taught me how to um, hold my space and create my space and taught me about extraterrestrial energies and about channeling. I was... You know, and healing and different healing modalities—not just Reiki, but you know, Palladian healing—and uh, there's another one that I always forget the name on. I want to say Chiron, but it's not Chiron healing. I can't remember. Um, sorry, I didn't write it down because I have my little outline, but it's not here. But I really learned a lot. It was a time of tremendous growth of both outer growth and inner growth, and I actually had to work on forgiving myself, my dad, my family, my people. People that really traumatized and hurt me. I did a lot of inner child work at that time. I just didn't have the word for it. And the thing that I always think is amazing is that I wasn't aware of all these terms. I was—I also really want to say that before I hopped on Instagram, because I just hopped on Instagram, I didn't think about it. I just made a count because I kept feeling like I needed to get on YouTube or something with my tarot. I wasn't really in the spiritual community. I never really connected with a lot of spiritual people, so to speak. I didn't really know about a lot of them. Um, the only one I really remember, of course, is Doreen Virtue and also Colin ba- Colette Baron reed But I didn't, I didn't really connect with either of them. It was nothing against either of them. I just didn't connect. And um, I wasn't really aware of healing as a thing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm talking so much. I'm a bit out of breath. But I wasn't really aware of healing. I didn't understand the concept of inner child until really it was explained to me by a kinesiologist and even then it didn't click I just had a lot of teachers at that time who really taught me how to heal because I was very um, broken that's the truth and sometimes I Don't think that I deserve the title of having been broken, but I was really, really broken. And I look back at that girl and how much she suffered, how much I made her suffer because Saturn is a big influence in my chart. So, you know, I'm self-criticism, I'm self-critical. And I just want to apologize and hold her. And I just want to say, I'm so sorry for what you went through. And for the fact that you still dismiss it as nothing. And I just love you and, I really had to learn to love myself. (laughs) Am I perfect at it? No, no way. I'm 23 now. And I still have instances where I am awful to myself, but now I'm good at recognizing it. And I am a big fan of awareness because awareness brings so much more to you than you can ever understand. You know, when you're aware of something, you have the power to stop it. And if you choose to not, not to though, that's your, your that's your business. That's your choice. But awareness gives you a lot. And I really healed a lot. And as I said, I might go into that in a future podcast at one point where I talk more about how I actually healed and what I healed and all of these sort of experiences. But that was a big journey for me from about 16 to 20. And it's not that I lost my connection with tarot. I lost my connection to spirit. I, I, I just had to work on what spirit was showing me in all those tower moments earlier on when I was 14 to 16. I had to work on turning myself into as clear a vessel as I can because that is what I see that as I cleared out so much I made my relationships a lot better because I was really broken and I was really heartbroken and I just kind of needed to heal myself and that had for me manifested as a disease it doesn't manifest for everyone as a disease thankfully but um it really taught me that whole period of my life and this is why I'm very big on ownership is that it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. Okay. Things that happen to you aren't your fault. You can't do anything about them, especially if they're external. But you can choose what you do with them. Whether you make them into an experience that you help share, you share to help others, or whether you grow through them, that is your choice. That is what you can do. You take ownership and you work with it. And that is what I took I took four years of doing. Okay. I did that for four years where I took ownership. And I really just healed. I healed and I needed it. I look back at that time and I think, wow, that was my dark night of the soul. I was so desperately unhappy and I did so much work and so much healing. And I would not be who I am today without that because <laughs> damn, I was broken. And now I am so much, I'm I'm whole, like I'm whole. And I switched a lot of things in that time as well, obviously, not just emotional clearing, but I also changed to plant-based eating, which was one of the big things that really also kicked my disease in the ass. Um, but I really, yeah, I took ownership in those years, and that's I can go into it more. As I said, about four other times, I can I can go into it more. But one of the big things that I remember is also um, I was very good at not being kind of a victim to the belief systems that were presented to me, and maybe that's my own stubbornness. I'm not going to argue that I'm stubborn. I don't really trust anyone except myself. Like I know that sounds really arrogant because I do trust people. That's not true. I do trust people. But when it comes to everything, I check in with myself and how I feel about that. And if I disagree with it, then I trust it before I kind of believe someone blindly. And again, that is another thing that I really want to drive home for you. If you want to connect to your intuition, then connect by checking in. Does this feel right for you? If someone shouts something at you, you don't have to believe it. You can work with it. You can see that, no, that doesn't sit right with me. And you can reject the belief. Self no, not self, discernment, just generally discernment. And um, I just feel like one of the big things that I do kind of want to share is with the law of attraction and manifesting, I've always been very naturally good at that. It's not ever probably my metier, like it's not the thing I focus on, but I'm very good at that. And I really... Wanted to um, emphasize use your own discernment and connect with your own intuition, even if you feel like you can't trust it. Just what's the feeling? What do you feel around that thing that that person's telling you? What do you feel? Trust that. That's where it begins. It begins with trust. It begins with trust. And once more, it begins with trust. Okay. So that's what I did. I did a lot of work, I did a lot of clearing. I worked with a lot of different modalities from Reiki to kind of more inner child kind of psychology based healing, hypnotherapy, Russian knowledge, Palladian healing, all that sort of stuff. And I really cleared out a lot that was in my vessel, so to speak. And that's why I am now and so many people tell me clients, everyone friends, other spiritual people. You're a very clear channels like, yeah, because I did four years of hard work to get that way. Don't, don't think I didn't. I did a lot of work to get that way. Um, I started to offer readings, but I don't really know why I did. I just felt very drawn. And actually this is a real theme throughout my life. When I look back at my life, I kind of see that I never necessarily had plans or had a specific plan in mind. And I really admire people who can plan But I fall into things. That's what spirits always allowed me to do, flow, okay? They push me into things. I know what I'm meant to do because I suddenly start doing it. And it's a very bizarre thing, but that's what I do. And I started feeling very attracted to YouTube, like, oh, I should film. And I bought this little podcast, like, what's it called? Um, Not podcast. Um, I bought this little um, camera pod and I was going to start like filming but I just kept putting it off and putting it off putting it off and I think the reason that I started wanting to offer readings was a lot about um I was very unhappy in my part-time job and I was at uni by 20 and I just kind of wanted to really I don't know I just always felt like I knew I was so psychic like I always just knew I know that sounds arrogant but I just knew I was really psychic and I was like let's let's give it a go and um I started offering readings and then I started putting myself on Instagram and that's where you guys all know me from my journey I want to really make it clear that I grew a lot from 16 to 20 but I also grew so much in my practice from 21 to 23 the person that I was when I was 21 is a lot different from now (laughs) I had to learn boundaries I've learned to channel so much more effectively I've learned to be so much more clear um I've stopped sucking up everything. I'm in very good control of my energy. I'm a lot more grounded these days. And that's thank <laughs> thanks to exercise and just general grounding techniques. And I've just done a lot of work. I've very much been here and done work. It's not like there's so much that I don't think I show from behind the scenes, how I've struggled and how I've overcome and how I'm still overcoming. And it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, I've had a lot more experiences even more spiritually because I really started to tap into my growth when I started my podcast, uh, my podcast, my page. Um, to say that a lot of different spirits and a lot of different energy really started to come into my life when I started to have more of a platform because they they started to like they turned up at the right time because they knew that I could share their message And the one, the big ones are the extraterrestrials, obviously, and also angelic beings. I've had a lot of um, meetings, shall we say, visualizations, visions of, you know, Jesus and my guides, especially one that I keep remembering when I was on the summer solstice. I don't know what happened, but it was randomly on the summer solstice and I didn't remember until like two hours after my vision. But I actually had, I woke up and saw the sun and it was like it was in my face and Jesus kiss my third eye. It was a real bing moment for me. Um, But one of the biggest things that I think has grown the last two years of being on Instagram was my confidence. Okay. And I want to really drive home that the basic thing about tapping into intuition is in having confidence with what comes through. It's not even about having confidence at the start. It's about having confidence with what comes through. You have to trust what comes through no matter how weird it is. Do you think I not? I don't get weird things on a daily basis in reading? Sometimes I'm like, I do not get why they're showing me a toothbrush. I do not get why they're showing me a hairbrush. I do not get why they're showing me a pl- piece of tan bark. But I say it to my client, I start talking and start channeling on it and it makes sense, okay? Um, little ways to really get in touch with your intuition is firstly, you got to let spirit in, just say to spirit, I am open to what you show me, whatever that is, I'm open, I'm letting you in. And let me tell you, they start calming in. Okay. Um, a big one that I used to do, and I still do to this day is about talking your intuition. I know a lot of people ask me, what's the difference between your self-doubt voice and your intuition? Your intuition is a bit more of a feeling. Your self-doubt is more of a head voice, your head, your ego kind of talking you down. And can I just say, we don't hate on ego here. We love the spectrum, the multidimensional self of ourselves, if that makes sense. We love our multidimensional self here. Okay, so your ego is part of that. Your ego is protective. We thank your ego for what she does or what he does, but we do remove ourselves from listening to him. We do not let it have the driving seat in the car. We let our soul have the driving seat, but the ego is in the back seat and we're okay. As long as we can tell that when they're keeping us back with fear, we're not listening, then that's fine. But one of the big things that I really started doing, started doing was actually listening to my body about what it needed to eat. Um, nutrition has always been a big thing for me or health, wellness, um, because I was so sick. So I really started, obviously I'm, I'm vegan and I'm plant-based, um, if you don't know. Um, so- my food has already a little bit restricted in terms of what I can eat, but that's never really affected me, even though I have suffered with a bit of <laughs> orthorexia and eating disorders in the past. I would look back and see and a lot of body dysmorphia. But again, another another podcast. I've got to split my life up for you guys. Um, but one of the big things that I really did was start listening to my body about what it needed to eat. And to this day, I usually have um, porridge in the morning. And I listen to my body. I go, okay, so we've got our, do we need quinoa porridge or do we need need koyo today? Do we need just roots and vegetables? Do we, okay, what seeds do I want to put in? Do I need chia seeds today? My body will say, yes, you need chia seeds. You need linseeds. You need peanut butter. That's it. Okay, so it's really about starting to listen to those basic things. Because once you start letting the small things in, the big things aren't far behind. If you go to your intuition, the first thing you want to know is your life purpose. That's a bit of a hard one. You're not really... As I always say, and a lot of people say, psychic psychic knowing is a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. So start with small everyday life things. What do I need for breakfast? What does my body need for breakfast? Which way do I want to go on a walk? You know, is it going to be sunny tomorrow? What should I have for dinner? Food is my big thing because I like to listen to what my body needs, but you find your thing, okay? Another thing is, of course, to use a tool of some kind, whether that be tarot cards, runes, numerology, astrology charts, reiki i do specifically now channel i don't really use cards but i used cards for years and they were very very helpful um a tool can really make the difference in teaching you the difference between your soul's voice and also your voice of doubt so use the use cards use something what do you vibe with don't just go with what works for other people what do you what do you connect with and that's a really important part of your intuition as well connecting and cho- no, choosing to connect what you connect well with choosing to see what you're connecting with okay my last kind of tip is well one of, one of my last tips is probably to actually connect with your guides more people kind of dismiss them because they don't know them um, so that's why i love my connect with the guides session because you're getting to know someone that you don't know because, you know, with spirits, people want to connect with them because they know their mother, they know their great aunt, they know their their uncle. Whereas with your guides, you don't always know them. And in my experience, your dead relatives are not your guides. They may guide you, they may help you, no doubt, but they are not your guides. Your guides have been with you since birth, most of them, not all of them. So they come and they go. Um, some might have been with you for the last five years, while some have been with you for 25 years. Some have been with you your whole life. It really varies. But your guides, you you do not re, you do not recognize them because you do not know them, and your soul knows them, but you don't. So connecting with them and just like I walk down the stairs every morning and go, hello, Grace, Grace, are you there now? <laughs> Joseph, are you there now? And you don't need their names, but just say good morning to them. Just ask them to help you with their day. Just ask them to show you a sign. Just ask them a name that you can call them. Connect with them. Because when you start connecting with your guides and you start connecting with yourself and your heart space, which I will go into again further in, I'll go into it more in later episodes, you start to really connect to spirit because you are spirit. There's no differentiation. We We can't always see it as humans, but we are all spirit. We are all God. We are all little versions of God walking around. And that's why we can manifest. That's why we can heal. Because we are God. And so just really start to connect and talk to your guides. That's all you need to do. Just bring them into your everyday life. Yeah. I can't really I can't teach you how to listen to your intuitive voice because everyone's voices. Is different. Everyone's voice is different, and everyone needs to uncover that voice for themselves. It is a very personal journey. For me, it is a feeling. For you, it's a a sound. I don't know, but I will say you got to trust what comes through. You got to have confidence that it's the right thing, and you just sometimes got to not question yourself. Instead, just trust yourself. Okay, trust is such a big factor. Are you going to be perfect with the self-trust? Probably not. You're probably going to have a few hiccups and. Times where you just feel like you can't hear your inner voice. But I promise you that spirit is always with you and that you are never out in the cold. You are never left in the cold. You have this foundation of esoteric knowledge and magic that's the foundation of your soul that you just haven't discovered yet. And that is you. You are light. You are God. You are your spirit. And the sooner that you rec- remember, recognize, and learn to own that, the better. Okay. Um, another one that I do suggest, if you don't feel comfortable connecting with your guides, start connecting with a deity that you really connect with. Archangel Michael is a very, very popular one. He's a great guy. Love him. Um, we, we chat a lot. He's very big though. Sometimes he doesn't fit in my room. He's massive. Um, he's very... Calming and centering, but he does have this very fire energy. He is not angels and roses, and actually, I think you'll find with a lot of beings, they're not angels and roses. But start connecting with him. Start connecting with someone who you feel close to and feel connected to already. You already have the connection within you. You just need to begin to explore and enhance it. And I hope that that makes sense because that is. All you need to do to begin your journey, tapping in to your intuition, to your psychic, to whatever you want to connect to. okay? but it is very, very important to remember that you have this already within you. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it is the truth. You already have this within you. It's already you. You're already your channel. You're already something, whether it's a channel, a psychic, you know, a lawyer who cares. We all have this within us and it's always just magic to connect back to it. It's all about reconnecting, (laughs) my journey reconnecting. Anyway, this has been long. It's been, I've gotten more comfortable as I've started talking, even though I am still a little bit nervous, but it has been so fun. So I'm excited to keep doing this for you guys. Feel free to message me if you want to. I don't get to every message because I do have a lot of them, but I do see most of them and I not always, but I do try and see most of them and they really touch me in this way that. I cannot explain. They're so kind and they're so supportive. And I'm not gonna lie, this is a bit scary for me to put out into the world purely because of that persecution fear that I have that you guys now know about. I have massive persecution fear, like massive. And it's actually funny because it has been, shall we say, poked by people in this life. It's not just another thing, like and it's so it never works out because I'm fine, but I do have this message persecution fear so thanks for embracing me with that so it is scary for me to put out but it's also it's more exciting than it is scary um that's going to be all from me i hope that you can kind of um you take some of those suggestions that i've given you and implement them into your life Um, Oh, before I go, another one that I will say is sitting in circle with your guides, whether you have an altar or whether you just want to sit down and connect and chat with your guides, sit in circle with them. Meditating is an obvious one. You 100% I encourage people to meditate, but I also know that meditation is not always the thing that helps me. I know that sounds really silly, but if I'm sitting there trying to meditate, waiting for it to end, there is no point to me meditating. I try to meditate when I'm actually in a space too. Um, so obviously you can connect with them that way, but you can just sit and circle them. Just sit down and be like, how's our days? I always ask them how their day is. And it's funny what they answer. They're always like, it's a bit cloudy on the other side. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know you guys had clouds there. <laughs> anyway, that's all from me. I hope that that's really helpful. Um, let me know how, if you love this, please. <laughs> I just, I love it. I, I, I just, yeah, it, it's really helpful and it means a lot take really good care of yourself. I will be, um, doing hopefully this fortnightly at least weekly, maybe, but fortnightly or weekly, I'm still deciding. Um, my next episode, I'm never a hundred percent certain what it's going to be on, but I do think it's going to be, um, on the Pleiadians, which is extraterrestrial group, um, who live in the Pleiades. Um, If you have any stories about your connections with the Pleiades, feel free to message me and I will write it. I will put it in the episode because I have a lot of um, experiences with them, but I love to hear other people's. Um, I hope that you I will be bringing people on to this as well. Also, I will be bringing people on to this. It will not just always be me talking. I've got a couple of guests, a couple of awesome guests lined up, and I'm really, really excited to bring them on to chat with us. I hope that you have a very wonderful and blessed day. I hope that all your dreams come true and that you're doing okay if you are in self-isolation or self-quarantine at the moment. We're actually easing up a little bit here in Australia or in Melbourne specifically with our restrictions, but they are still in place. I hope that if you have been feeling lonely and have been feeling down and sad in any way that this cheered you up for you know however long it goes on for, which apparently is a long time because you know I can talk. Um, and I hope that you're just feeling good and you're just feeling happy and you're just learning a lot with your soul and you just you're feeling heart happy because Lord knows I am. I hope you have a blessed, beautiful day and I will speak to you again soon. Bye.